Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Donut of Destiny, the podcast on all things cardiac CT for anyone interested in cardiovascular imaging. My name is Alistair Moss, and I'm a cardiologist in the University of Leicester in the UK. And I am Praveen Ranganath with radiology at the University of Texas Southwestern in Dallas, Texas in the United States. We are recording this podcast on Wednesday, the 25th of March, 2020, at approximately 12 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time. And the reported number of COVID cases worldwide is just over 440,000. There have been a total of 19,800 reported deaths with over 40,000 new cases since yesterday. The global spread of the SARS coronavirus 2 over the past few months has had a significant impact on our lives on both sides of the Atlantic. This positive sense single-stranded RNA virus is a novel beta coronavirus that was first discovered in Wuhan, China. But the high rate of transmission between humans has designated the virus as a public health emergency of international concern. Alistair, it is a grim and frightening time as this pandemic wreaks havoc on the world. It's imperative that everyone out there, especially our healthcare providers, stay vigilant and arm themselves with the right information to combat the disease and flatten the curve. Hashtag uh, flatten the curve, hashtag COVID. That's right. That means for the images out there working from home, whilst Netflix is tempting, do not let that get the better of you. Oh, but Alistair, all these pandemic style movies out there are trending. I don't know if I can stop watching. Praveen, Focus. Okay. Okay. Alistair, I presume we will be discussing COVID today. Uh, yes, Praveen. This episode's topic is COVID-19. And let's be specific. This is short for Coronavirus 2019. And in particular, what this pandemic means in the context of cardiac CT. We will be discussing the appearance of COVID on those cardiac CTs, what precautions we should take when scanning COVID patients, and new roles of cardiac CT in the post-COVID era. Let's jump into it then, Praveen. As hard as we've tried, we still haven't managed to completely exclude the lungs from the cardiac CT field of view. And for that reason, our cardiac images will encounter all sorts of pulmonary findings, including COVID-related ones. Are there specific pulmonary findings for COVID that cardiac images should be aware of? Well, Alistair, unfortunately, as with most viral pneumonias, the CT findings of COVID are not specific to a particular organism. For example, a study of about a thousand patients out of the high prevalence Wuhan city population demonstrated a sensitivity of 97%, but very low specificity of 25% for CT in diagnosing COVID. This corresponds with an about 65% positive predictive value and 83% negative predictive value. Interestingly, early PCR tests for COVID had relatively low reported sensitivities, around 60 to 80%. This is in contrast with CT, as I had mentioned. Now, this difference between CT and PCR sensitivities was actually used in China to support the use of CT for the preliminary diagnosis of COVID. Basically, CT is very sensitive, but also very nonspecific in the diagnosis of COVID. Since that time, major societies like the ACR, Society of Thoracic Radiology, and the CDC have come out not supporting thoracic imaging in the diagnosis of COVID. Here in the United States, many of my providers are very reluctant to pursue CT in presumed COVID patients, either for diagnosis or for guiding management. Alistair, what's it like in England? Well, as you would expect, 
Praveen, the UK are taking a very similar strategy to the US, where we don't think that CT would be useful in confirming the diagnosis of COVID-19. And we specifically stated that there's no role for CT unless the patient is seriously ill or if RT-PCR is unavailable. However, CT has a vital role in supporting our intensivists who are currently under immense pressure to select which patients will benefit from a limited number of ITU beds in their decision-making to identify pulmonary complications and to look for alternative diagnoses. Praveen, are there any certain features of COVID that can distinguish it from other pathologies? Eh, kind of. The RSNA has published an expert consensus document discussing some of the typical and atypical CT findings for COVID. The typical CT appearance for COVID is with multiple bilateral, peripheral, lower lung predominant ground glass opacities, plus minus septal lines and consolidations. These opacities can be rounded and geographically distributed, suggesting an organizing pneumonia pattern. Forgive me, Praveen, but many of us cardiologists don't understand what the word ground glass really means. Can you clarify that for us? Of course, Alistair. A ground glass opacity refers to an abnormal lung opacity through which you can still see the normal pulmonary vasculature. It looks kind of hazy compared to the adjacent normal lung. On the other hand, consolidations are opacities through which you cannot see the normal pulmonary vasculature. It looks whited out compared to normal lung. Perfect. And are viral pneumonias the only thing that can cause ground glass opacities? Uh, Sadly not. It can be due to a number of different inflammatory or edematous processes. Basically, it's the result of partial filling of the alveoli. The things that cause ground glass are of a long list. It's actually easier to look for atypical CT features of COVID rather than the typical ones. Atypical features include extensive tiny pulmonary nodules, cavitation, pleural effusions, and lymphadenopathy. If any of these atypical features are present, a diagnosis other than COVID is suggested. Great. And what's your approach to describing these findings on our cardiac CTs? Well, at our institution, Dr. Fernando Kay and Dr. Sunny Abara have designed a report phraseology for when we do identify these nonspecific lung findings. It goes like this. Pattern of pulmonary opacities, as described, most compatible with a pulmonary infection, including an acute viral infection. We do not specifically use the word COVID. After we write this, we then check for inpatients to ensure that the patient is already undergoing a COVID workup. For our outpatients, we routinely contact the providers, convey the findings, including the possibility of a COVID diagnosis. It's important to note here that cardiac imagers won't be interpreting CTs primarily to evaluate the lung pathology. Rather, they're going to be finding lung findings incidentally on cardiac CTs done for other indications. Excellent. So let's move on to the logistics of actually scanning our suspected COVID patients. As with all other areas of healthcare facilities, we should take precautions to limit exposure between the patient and the staff when these patients are in the CT department. There is no current standard recommendation on how to handle these scenarios. Each CT department should establish a standardized protocol for imaging suspected or confirmed COVID patients optimized to their workflow. The SCCT has issued a COVID-19 response document that outlines general approaches to CT department precautions. 
in general, hand hygiene and limiting direct contact are key. Yeah, Alistair, I feel like I see a new hashtag wash your hands or hashtag social distancing type of thing on social media daily right now. It's heaven for all these germaphobes and introverts out there. Precisely. Prior to entering the CT department, the patient should be masked. Personal protective equipment is recommended for all staff directly contacting the patient, most notably for the technologists and cleaning staff. Is there any specific type of PPE that we should be using, Alistair? Well, droplet precautions with standard square masks is a minimum, and airborne precautions with N95 masks are used in certain scenarios. The European and American CDC both have specific recommendations on what constitutes appropriate PPE, including gowns, masks, and gloves. But these things seem to be changing very frequently. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, I'm still not sure if the CDC has advised which brand scarf I should be using for facial coverage. Is it Armani or is it a Walmart? Well, Praveen, all of these changes are likely related to the rapid shifts in PPE supply and the demand as we learn more about how this virus is transmitted. All right. What about scanner decontamination? Well, it's a similar story here. No standardized cleaning protocol for scanners has been established. Most reporting centers describe a comprehensive environmental cleaning technique after all suspected and confirmed COVID patients. That basically means cleaning every surface in the CT room. Regarding air exchange, most centers rely on passive air exchange after scanning. That means letting the scan room air out. This passive air exchange occurs anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes. So all in all, the decontamination process can take anywhere from 30 minutes to several hours. Mm. Cardiac imagers should be familiar with the cleaning and air exchange protocol of their CT departments. If a standard protocol isn't in place, we recommend referring to the SECT COVID statement, as well as the journal Radiology's website. Now, Alistair, how should we be triaging our cardiac CT exams during this time? Well, Praveen, this is very difficult because we don't completely understand what impact the virus is going to have on our workflow. But the general thinking is that all non-emergent outpatient scans should be postponed. The SECT response statement outlines timing considerations on when to schedule cardiac CT exams based on indication. For example, patients with asymptomatic calcium score exams, risk stratification should be scheduled for more than eight weeks. In contrast, higher risk patients with stable chest pain should be scanned sooner, within the next two to four weeks, even potentially within the next few days if capacity allows. You know, along that line of thinking, I've noticed that our structural cardiology team has reserved urgent CT imaging only for inpatient TAVR and TMVR workups. We have deferred all stable outpatient structural workups for at least eight weeks. Although all these recommendations are meant to limit exposure in the CT department, we should think about the value of CT in the overall context of managing our patients. There are several situations in which CT now actually seems to be appropriate first-line imaging modality, where previously it wasn't first-line pre-COVID. I think you're exactly right here, Alistair. The biggest example I've seen for supporting new first-line CT indications is to avoid the risks associated with transesophageal echo. With transesophageal echo, as with other airway invasive procedures like a bronchoscopy, there can be aerosolization of secretions, which puts the operators and the staff in the room at high risk of exposure. Thus, CT can be used to avoid some of these TEEs, which keeps the staff safer 
and also uses fewer of those valuable resources like PPE. An example of where CT can be very helpful here is in evaluating left atrial appendage thrombus before cardioversion or afib ablation. We can use a CT instead of a TEE here, therefore keeping staff safer and using fewer resources. There are plenty of robust studies supporting the nearly 100% sensitivity of CT in evaluating left atrial thrombus in comparison to TEE. Completely agree, Breen. I think that CT to identify any valvular or paravalvular abnormalities in suspected endocarditis is another way we can also avoid TEEs in the post-COVID era. There's now plenty of data to support the sensitivity of CT in endocarditis evaluation too. And I think the post-COVID era really shows us now more than ever that coronary CTA has a great value as a gatekeeper for the cath lab. Rather than put suspected COVID inpatients with chest pain in the echo lab and in the nuclear lab, we can use CT as a one-stop shop for coronary anatomy and ventricular function evaluation with a retrospective scan. And so lastly, Perrine, what do you think you would recommend our images do outside of work during the quarantines that so many governments have instituted? Oh, well, uh, I guess Netflix would be a good option. Oh, boy. Well, at least you're staying at home. That's right, everyone. Please stay at home when you can and stay safe. Overall, CT does have a role in identifying COVID to help stratify further management. But at this time, it's really important for us to image safely and prevent any further spread of COVID whilst investigating people for heart disease. Cardiac CT may have a major role in limiting the number of invasive procedures that involve aerosolization that puts our providers at risk. Thank you, Praveen. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. Catch us next time on the next episode of the Donut of Destiny. Cheers. Cheers.